I'm your girl, Latoya Francis, and you're listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us for another episode in the series we're calling French Toast and Happily Ever Afters. This season, I'm talking to people who mean a lot to me and who I believe carry insights on relationships, which has been truly beneficial to me and I believe can be to you too. Today, I'm talking to half of an inspirational couple I've known for many years. He was one of my first children and youth pastor and also one of my first mentor figures. Without further ado, help me welcome Mr. Rudolph Gordon. Mr. Gordon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Latoya. I'm happy to be on your podcast. Thanks for inviting. No worries. How are you doing today? I'm great. I was out most of the day, just got back in, had something to eat and prepare for your interview. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm asking everyone just to kind of share a little bit about, you know, themselves. So you can tell us what do you do for a living? You know, where you're from, as much information as you'd like to share with us. Okay. So I'm originally from Jamaica, living on the island for probably 40 years. 33 of that I did as a police officer. I just retired at the end of August. So I am retired and in transition. And so that's basically where I'm at right now, kind of just absorbing what retirement from one job feels like, basically. Mm -hmm. That's it. So basically, in a nutshell, you're living a good life. Yes, God has been good. (laughs) And 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 I'm grateful, yes. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, no, I was actually talking to someone at work as well who was in retirement, came out of retirement, Mm -hmm. and now going back into retirement. And I I was telling her that, you know, yeah, I think to get to that point in your life where, you know, you've served and you've given so much of yourself to be able now to kind of sit back, almost like to look at the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Um, For me, it's retirement from police. But I still expect to live a wholesome life. I yes. think I have a lot that I can contribute otherwise. One of my inspiration is Colonel Saunders, mm-hmm. who started Kentucky, I think, at age 63. When he was in his 80s, Kentucky was in 120 countries as a franchise. So I believe once I have strength and uh-huh. use my mind, I should be doing something. I don't intend to actually go back and work for someone nine to five. Mm-hmm. But I tend to invest in myself, in my life, in my church, my ministry. And, you know, we have a business. I intend to invest in that business and to grow it. Yeah, so yeah. it's not really one of those retirement that you go home and sit and just plant flowers. Really. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, listeners, hashtag goals. All right. So, Mr. Garden, we're going to jump straight into the question. Our yes. first question is, how did you know she was the one for you? As simple as it might sound, it wasn't that easy knowing that she was the one for me. It took a long time and many years. If I can probably give a background of how we started, myself, my wife, Petrona, when we started, we weren't Christians. Yeah. That's first and foremost. The truth is we kind of met in an unusual situation. We both believe it's destiny. When myself and my friends used to go to Seven Mile Public Beach every Sunday, bar none, and this particular Sunday, they came late. 
And so we didn't want to journey to Seven Mile Public Beach. At the time, I live on Walker's Road. And it says, why don't we go to Smith Cove? And so we said, okay, yes, let's go Smith Cove. We walk into Smith Cove, and there was a situation where my wife's friends wanted to get her into the water, and she wouldn't go. And they asked one of my friends to get her into the water, and he said no. And provocatively, I volunteered and was able to persuade her to go into the water. And that was where it started with us. So a lot of times I will have conversation with my wife and I would say to her, it wasn't like a situation where I saw this girl and she was pretty and she was attractive and I decided to pursue her. We kind of just met. Yeah. And our relation developed from there. And it developed from there to the point where we started engaged with each other. And she got pregnant before we were married. But she had her own principles. She said she would not live in a house with a man that she was not married to. So at one day we had a conversation where she said she wants to be married. And my mother was there and I didn't understand the situation. My wife came from a background where her parents were married. I came from a background where my parents were not married. So marriage really didn't... What marriage? What is that? That didn't really wasn't really something that had much meaning to me. Mm. So I said to my mother, what did she say? She says, the young lady says she wants to get married. I said, okay. By the time I was in love with her Mm -hmm. and I wanted to do the right thing. But to answer your question, it took a while for me to reach the place where I believe that she's the right one for me. and, And it was over time. And like I normally say to people, you know, love is time. Mm. You really know you love someone after a period of time because by that time you'd have gone through some stuff with them and once you were able to overcome those stuff then you can actually say to yourself I love that person so it took a while all right based on some of the feedback I've been getting I'm gonna have to ask you to give me a timeline so I know you said time Mm. but was it over a period I know it was after you got married was it before you got married How did you know that this person was someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with? It was after we got married because things went by quickly in terms of we engaging with each other. She got pregnant, we got married, and then we settled in a relationship. So it took years. And the truth Latoya is, even now, most recently, is like I actually say to myself, wow, this is the woman that I'm happy that I'm married to. And this is after 30-something years. And the truth is, what? Over time, you know this is the person. But as time develops and things happen and circumstances happen in life, you kind of find yourself. It's like, for example, my wife normally asks me, what do I want with her? What do I want in a wife? Mm-hmm. And the, the truth is, even after 30-something um, years, it was hard to answer the question until I actually answered the question to say, I want to have someone who... When the rubber meet the road, they are there to provide support for me. And in particular, a spiritual support is of mm-hmm. importance. And so it's over time, but it was yeah. after we got married because things moved so quickly. Yeah, no, no, love that. And, yeah. you know, even talking about what you look for in a wife and Ms. Patrona asking you that, what are some of the characteristics or character traits that you looked for even I guess because you weren't really, I don't know, maybe you probably weren't initially thinking about marriage, 
but thinking about someone that you wanted to be with and even now over the years what would you say are some of the key character traits someone who wants to get into a relationship should actually pay attention to or look for in my position now like you rightly says i didn't go through the normal process so when i look back for me the key is first of all somebody that is a child of god somebody who's cemented and have a really good strong relationship with god number one yeah number two you want somebody who's caring you want somebody who is appreciative of you somebody who is honest and trustworthy somebody who's faithful Mm. and committed you want to be able to have a relationship where you have trust and confidence in that person that that person is going to maintain the integrity of the relationship like I said, somebody who is there to provide support. Mm-hmm. As simple as it is, some people that I look for somebody who is a good mother, good parent mm-hmm. to her children, somebody who will spend the time and look after their children. Because at the end of the day, all of those things enhance the quality of the relationship. Latoya, when people just meet, every new relationship is exciting. Yeah. You know, when people meet. <laughs> And like I said, it's when the rubber meets the road, you really know what kind of a relationship you have. And there are things that can challenge that relationship. And if just the way, you know, if your wife is not a good mother or a man is not a good father, that can have effect on the relationship. Yeah. And, you know, that can challenge the integrity and the quality of the relationship. Looking back, those are things that are of importance to me in a relationship. No, man, thank you. Even listening to it now, we talked about or I think it was mentioned in one of the episodes, you know, this idea of a list. And some of the things that you talked about, especially that last part, you know, being a someone who's a good mother or a good mm. father, a good husband. I think for sure, if, if you're going to make a list, those things should be top of the list, right? Yeah. All right. So what's one thing you know now about relationships that you wish you knew at the beginning? <laughs> Over time, I've learned. I would say, Two things that are important. One, how to communicate properly with that person, with your spouse. How to communicate mm-hmm. properly with my wife. How to provide quality time. And I'll give you an example. For years, my wife would complain that we don't speak to each other a lot. Or she would complain that I didn't give her quality time. And over time, it, it took me. And I had to educate myself to learn that, for example, she would say I don't spend qual- time with her, a lot of mm-hmm. time with her. And the truth is, when I look at it, I'm all, I'm most of the time I'm home. Mm-hmm. We're together. But look at it. This when I learned later, we were home together. We would talk, but while we talk, I'm watching TV. Mm-hmm. So I felt like because I was there, present in body, that that was sufficient. And I learned that no quality time is she need my full attention. I got to switch the TV off and listen to what she says and communicate with her. Give her that special attention and that special time so not because i'm in the house means we're spending quality time and communication does give you an example you know we talk but she says we never communicate well what did that mean i didn't understand it for a long time and what i found out it means is for example you know if she asks me how you feel about how latoya behave at church the other day just give an example Mm -hmm. i would want to say what i think Mm which is different from how I feel. So learning to express my emotions is important. That changes the tone of our conversation. That changes the tone of how we relate to each other. 
once I learn that she doesn't want to know what I necessarily think, but how I feel. So rather than said, I think Latoya didn't do right. I can say, you know, I felt embarrassed about the way Latoya behaved. Oh, yeah. Expressing my emotion, my feelings. And I think a lot of times men don't do that. Men don't express their emotions and their feelings. And that's kind of what I find out that it, what it does. It connects the woman, your spouse, to you more when you start to express. So I have to change even the way I speak and what I say and how I say it and how I express myself to create that connection, something that you have to deliberately do. So stuff like that, I wish I'd learned it earlier. But, you know, in the end, God has been faithful that we are able to reach the point where, as a relation, that's why I said love and relationship, it takes time. And unfortunately, a lot of people kind of jump out of it early mm-hmm. because they meet a challenge and never really get to really get deep into a relationship because it, it takes time yeah no fully agree with that yeah and even talking about jumping out of a relationship before you need to the next i guess question is around you know any advice that you have on how to make it through hard or rough times right now i feel like divorce rates are at the all-time high you're hearing whether that be celebrities whether that be people close to you who have and I'm not talking about people who have been married like two years you know three years Mm -hmm. people who have literally done a lifetime together and now Mm -hmm. at the point deciding that they want to go their separate ways so I think for me as a young woman who wants to at some point get into a relationship go into a successful relationship have a successful marriage, a God-honoring marriage, and, you know, have children, I do see this, like, almost like if you don't put in the work, how you can cause more damage than Mm -hmm. good at the end of these relationships. So with experience that you've had, do you have any advice that you would give maybe to someone listening to the podcast who is in a relationship and is in a really hard and rough time right now and possibly contemplating, you know, dissolving that marriage or for the young person or the older person who is embarking on a new relationship, just advice on when the hard times, when the rough times come, what they can use as an anchor potentially for this relationship to survive those things. Okay. So I'll start from the perspective as a born again Christian, I start from the perspective that I remember when we were getting married and we had our marriage counseling, the few, and it wasn't a long counseling because we married overseas. And um, didn't get much time to cement that. And secondly, we were not Christians. So, you know, even somebody sharing the word of God with you, you are not even able to acknowledge that. But I remember one thing that the, that the preacher said to us. He asked me the question. He said, young man, well, he asked me, first of all, if we were living together. And I said, yes. And he says to me, young man, you're going to need three people to make your marriage work. And he said, you're going to need you. You're going to need your wife. And he says, most of all, you're going to need God. Like I said, at the time I was not Christian. So, and by this time we were probably about two or three years together and we were deep in love with each other. At least that's what we thought. So I said to myself, I didn't say to the preacher, I said to myself, the love I have for my wife and the love she has for me, where am I going to need God in this relationship? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The time came that I needed God in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I always use that word that the preacher taught me as an anchor that I need God in the relationship. And it's recently that I learned, why do I need God in that relationship? 
all these years. And it is because the word of God says that, except the Lord build the house, they that build it work it but in vain. So he's there to help us to build the relationship. That's why he's there. He wants to do the building and he's going to build it by the guidance he's going to give you to his word. But we also need, there are natural things that you need to do. Like I said, over time, I had to educate myself as it relates to how to relate to my wife. Like, for example, I talked to you about the whole situation of spending quality time, understanding what she means that we are not communicating, even though we are talking. You get me? So you have to spend the time. I mean, we have reached a point where we have made a decision that, listen, okay. So for example, we do a yearly medical checkup, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't do a yearly marital checkup. Yeah. So yeah. And we reached the point where we recognize that a yearly marital checkup is important. If you're a Christian, find a very good Christian counselor, go sit, have a chat. Sometimes people see things in a relationship that you don't see and they can share things in the relationship share things for you to help benefit the relationship so there are stuff that you can do you know make sure that you spend the time together make sure that it's quality time you know show that person respect and the word of god also says he that endure to the end shall be saved or you shall eat the fruits of your labor if you want to put it that way and sometimes you have to go through situations to really see the benefits of what can come from it rather than just escaping at the first time. So I would say to somebody that is going through right now, first of all, get help. Get the appropriate mm-hmm. help before you reach that place that you says, you know, you're going to escape it because of the pain you're going through. I mean, Latoya, as a Christian, you would have gone through pains in your life, yeah. but you didn't give up being a Christian and you pass through that pain and you see what God done for you. So get help. Speak to somebody who, you know, is a professional who will help you. For me, I chose that my counselor is a born again Christian so that at least we are on the same page as it relates to what the word of God says, but using other natural things to enhance the relationship. You have to work at it and you have to realize that you might not feel like you're in love today, but that's just a short moment. I mean, there are many issues why people would spend years and then divorce. I mean, we wouldn't be able to go through all the issues. But as far as I'm aware, with God, all things are possible. And if you really, really let God do the building, you realize that you will overcome it. And the way you feel now about that person, you can overcome it where you fall back in love with that person. I think even the counseling that you just mentioned or just talking to someone, I think that's also important, you know, for someone who's going to enter a relationship to figure out who you are like who that person is as an individual because sometimes at least I mean what is it young but I will say as a young person and, and being able to see other relationships unfold around me most times it seems as if most of the issues stem from individuals not knowing themselves well they don't know themselves well and they don't understand the other part well I mean yes you know, one of the things that I learned to over time, Latoya, is so here it is God bring two people together. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the two people he brings together, they have different personalities. Mm-hmm. And just say you went through the normal thing. Word of God says, trust in him with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, you'll direct your path. 
So I would advise a person, especially a Christian person, you're going to seek a mate. Pray about it. Yeah. Ask God to direct your path in relation to that person, whether or not that person might be a great person, but that person might not be the person for you. So you pray about it and you make sure that, you know, you hear from God in relation to that person. It don't mean you're not going to have challenges. You will have challenges because we're human relating to each other. Mm. But the both of you are going to come. Say God said to you, okay, Latoya, Mr. Brown is the one. I believe that, yes, you can get married to Mr. Brown. Mr. Mm -hmm. Brown is going to come with his personality. Mr. Brown is going to come with his baggages. And how do the both of you going to relate? And one of the things that I've also learned over time is the word of God tells us in Ephesians 4, I think it talks about us taking on the personality, the perfect personality of Christ and a godlike personality. So mm-hmm. how I receive that is I have to reach to the stage where I surrender my personality and take on the personality of Christ. My spouse surrender her personality, take on the personality of Christ. We find ourselves in having a perfect personality, which is that of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that is where the two personalities relate and relate better. You understand what I'm saying? Versus, you know, I come from a culture where they says, it's some mistake, I saw my barn, I saw mistake, I'm not going to change. Well, if you're not going to make any amendments, you're not going to make any changes, then you two, you're going to butt head and the personality is going to butt head. And you ask the question, you know, sometimes why people divorce after so many years sometimes they had things festering over time yeah and people sometimes wait for an opportunity sometimes you'll realize it's when the children are gone you know when the stress of life take you like somebody gets sick different thing but sometimes there are things that fester over time because people never address it people never see the need to address it and we have to address them as well and that's why as i said just like what we do a medical checkup yeah why don't we do a marital checkup and consider that these things are important to the relationship? Because the truth is, even for these things to work, you have to want the relationship to work. If you don't have that really dedicated interest, it's like one of the characteristics I also look for that I didn't mention is dedication. Yeah. Is this person dedicated? If you're dedicated to the relationship and you see the value of the relationship, then the things that I'm talking about would work. But if you're not dedicated to the relationship and don't see the value of the relationship, then it won't work. So you have to value that relationship. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Gordon, you're dropping a lot of gems here with us, <laughs> right? But I don't want to keep you too much longer. But my, no, my la- I'm good. <laughs> the last question that I have for you is, what would you tell your younger self? Is there anything that you would do differently? If anything, you might say, actually, you know what? Life is what it is. I don't want to change anything, but, and if you don't want to change anything, I know you already told us one thing about relationships that you know now that you didn't know then, but is there any advice you would give to your younger self as it relates to relationship? Put it this way. The, the word says all things work together for good. But when I look back, some of the things that I'm talking about, I probably could have done them earlier, mm. but for me, it was like a challenge because I think my background didn't allow me certain like I says to you when my wife talks about getting married that was not something on my agenda so I did not see the value of marriage so looking back yes if I grasped the value of marriage earlier like I says most of the times these relationships 
work or don't work based on the value that we place on them. Yeah. And then how do we value the individual? Getting to understand the individual better earlier. My wife had characteristic traits that I thought, you know, I just passed it off as being miserable. Yeah. But it's not miserable. That's how her personality relates to things. So when I pass it off as being miserable, then she see me as not being sensitive to her feelings or to her personality. So it's taking a a breast of these things. In our jobs, we do training and we do seminars and we do these kind of things. So it's paying attention to it. Are there seminars and, and stuff that I could have attended to learn more, to put more value into the relationship? Yes. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm thankful. God has been very, very good to us. I still stand on the premise that we need three people to make the relationship work. And the third party is not some other human being, but it's Jesus Christ. And he's there to help us to build the relationship to that level that we deserve to have that relationship so that we can have a happily ever after and that we can have a great relationship. We can really have exciting times. And for both of us, we reach a stage in our lives. Our children are mature and you want to have a very good quality life and it's putting in investment. Yeah. So no. if I say anything, it's putting in investment early. Just like we invest for other things in life, we need to put the investment in and I would have put in more investment into it. That's powerful because as you were talking, a picture came in my mind and I was reminded of the parable when Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven and he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who, you know, goes to this field, finds this treasure and then goes and sells everything he has to purchase the field. Yes. And so I think for me, in hearing you talk just now, I saw... Mm -hmm especially if the end goal is marriage, if the end goal is building something with this yeah. other person, you have to treat it, like you said, like an investment. Thing. Yeah. I'll give you an example. You know, one of the things that I would do differently is involving her more into things that are important to me. Say, for example, in my previous job, I did things mm-hmm. and I would come and talk about it, but I didn't involve her. Mm-hmm. So it sometimes can make her feel isolated. And sometimes too, spending, like I said, you know, involve her a bit more, connect mm. with her a little bit more in things versus kind of make her feel like she's second to some of the things that I did and I was involved in. So those are things that I would do differently in terms of our relationship. <sighs> well, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much mm. for coming and sharing with us, even as I listen in on some of the responses that you gave, like just filled with wisdom and understanding. Mr. Garden, thank you. I appreciate you. Not a problem, Lataya. I was happy to share my experiences and I hope that it helps somebody. And I especially hope that it helps somebody right now that feels like, you know, they reach their wit's end mm-hmm. in relation to their relationship and they might be contemplating divorce. And I would say is give that relationship and not a choice. You got married because you were in love with each other. Mm-hmm. The word of God says, until death do you part. And I'm not telling anybody to stay in a relationship that is abusive or anything like that. But give that relationship another chance. Use some of the few little tips that I've kind of thrown out. Mm-hmm. And I think the first one is go speak to somebody. And I would say to somebody who doesn't have Christ in the relationship, give God an opportunity 
to enter the relationship and to help you to build the relationship. Somebody might be saying now that, you know, they feel like they have worked hard, build this relationship. And that is true. Mm -hmm. But the word says, except God built it, you work, but in vain. God wants to be involved and he wants to build it. Give him that opportunity before you take the road out of divorce or separation. Give God a chance in that relationship. Do you have anything for those of us who are still in waiting? <laughs> I, I would say that the word of God says he grants us the desires of our heart. Amen. And if your desire is to be married, yes, for you, it might seem like you are waiting and you are waiting and it don't look like it's going to be happening. One thing I would say is don't compromise your values. Mm, um, yeah, please don't compromise your values. One of the things that I learned from my wife is that although, like I said, things happen quickly, she did not compromise her values. She said she was not going to live with a man until she is married to her. Mm -hmm. And she was serious about that. And I always tell young women that you can be the one that decide the value of that relationship based mm -hmm. on what you give. Yeah. So I would say, the word says, they that wait upon him, the Lord shall renew their strength. And if you be patient and wait, it will come. Just look at your life. I'll use an example. And I'll ask you the question. There are things in your life that you have waited on and feel sometimes like it was never going to happen. There are things that happen in your life that you feel you couldn't have accomplished. Mm -hmm. But look at it and say to yourself, look at me now. Yeah. And if God was able to do those things, God is able to help you to find that special young man or for a man that special young woman who is going to be that special person in your life so i would say wait upon him believe his word his word says that if you live by faith you shall live and um so if you live god will make the provision yeah and in, in the meantime prepare yourself like i says for me as a man being married to someone i want someone who's really a born again strong christian person so continue to work on yourself so that you will bring something to the table when it gets there. And you can start to do your own um, counseling stuff in relation to who you are as an individual. Learn about yourself. Yep. So that when you enter the relationship, at least you understand yourself. And it's just about understanding the other person. Amen yeah? to that. I'm a big, big proponent of getting therapy when needed, not giving into that stereotype of, you know, mm. Only mentally ill people go and see and talk to no. someone. So I fully subscribe to that. Yeah. Well, at the end of each of these episodes, I like to close with something inspirational, either a quote or a passage of scripture, just based on the discussion and the different themes that I hear coming out of it. So actually, one of the first ones that are uh, scriptures that I came across after listening to a lot of what Mr. Gordon was saying was Ephesians 4.2. And it says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Yes. And another one that came to mind was Isaiah 40, 31, that says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew yeah. their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. Eagle, yes. They shall run and not be weary. They shall yes. walk and not faint. Yeah. And again, Brother Gordon, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. I think the words that you've even spoken over us as we listen to this podcast, 
and the encouragement that you've given us. I definitely think, you know, hearts are going to be blessed. People are going to be encouraged. So thank you again for taking a time to hang out with us and to share your wisdom. God bless you and you're welcome. All right, guys. Well, we've come to the end of another episode. Remember to like, comment, share with a friend. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please feel free to do so. And in that way, you won't miss an episode. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. I'm your girl, LaToya Francis. Until next time, stand for something or fall for anything.